Welcome to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. Chris shares don't sweat wisdom to help you achieve greater mental health, self-compassion, and better communication with family, friends, and coworkers. Listen in and learn simple ways to live your most vibrant life of joy. Welcome back to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. This is Christine Carlson. Before we begin with our interview for our stories of reinvention today, let's go ahead and take our golden pause. So wherever you are, sit comfortably if you can. And if you're doing something else, just use this as a deep breathing exercise to get really present in in your breath and in your body. But otherwise, if you can, sit down and uncross your legs and place your palms open on your lap. Close your eyes and just begin to breathe with me. Breathing in through your nose, allowing your chest and your belly to fully expand, taking in the fullness of your breath. On the exhale, just release, relax, and let go. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being. On the exhale, just let go of any tension you feel. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, release any fear you feel. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being. On the exhale, release, relax, let go. Breathing in pure golden sunlight to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, release and let go. And this time, as you breathe in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being, place your hand on your heart, activating your heart, opening your heart, and spend a moment thinking of one thing you feel grateful for. And as you fill your heart and your mind and your entire being with golden gratitude, exhale and release and let go. And breathing in pure golden gratitude through your mind, through your heart, through your core, through your whole being. On the exhale, relax and sink in. And breathing in pure golden gratitude to every cell of your being, On the exhale, allow that gratitude to wash over you like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. And breathing in pure golden gratitude again through every cell of your being. On the exhale, allow it to wash over you again like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. And breathing in one last deep breath of pure golden gratitude. On the exhale, go ahead and open your eyes. Ah, now we're here. Well, I am so excited to introduce this wonderful woman to you today. Um, Her name is Liz McDonald. Um, She has just a really beautiful story that I wanted her to share. And she's just this beautiful light. I mean, you meet her and she is the kind of woman that lights up an entire room. She is one of the most humble, sweet, just darling people I have ever met. I just adore this woman. 
And um, she's a, a family person. She's a mom of five kids. She's been married to her husband for 25 years. You got to love that. And she lives on the East Coast of Canada with her family. Um, she has a successful online business for the last 14 years and is considered one of the global leaders in her company. Um, this business has grown simultaneously while Liz has raised her family. Um, she believes in helping others and giving a hand where you can. From our youth to mothers, we, we can make a difference. Um, although Liz considers herself, herself successful, life hasn't been without its challenges and its ups and downs. And we're going to talk to Liz about her story today because I know you'll all relate to what it is to meet those challenges and have to renegotiate, reestablish, and renavigate life. So, Liz, welcome. Thank you. Very happy to be here. Very grateful to be here. I'm honored that you would ask. I've spent a long time listening to you and learning from you. So it's uh, it's a pleasure to give back. Oh my gosh! And um, Liz is a Canadian. You can you can hear her voice um, sometimes in her oops. And I, I just love the Canadian accent. Sometimes I start talking that way after I've been talking to Canadians for a while. <laughs> but I you know met Liz. Um, I was speaking at um, the Titan Summit um, with Robin Sharma, and there was I think about three or four um, shining blonde women in the you know at a table. And, um, and I met Liz after, after that, she was sitting at that table when I gave my talk and I was really quite relieved. There were some women in the room because it was kind of a high powered room with a lot of men. And, um, and so I was super excited that these women were sitting right in the front. And then Liz asked me to come speak at a retreat for her Arbon group. And it was such an honor and a pleasure and a, and a really amazing retreat that she gave. And, that I got to be a part of. So Liz, I want to um, ask you to back up because, you know, she also, she joined our book group a couple of years ago, our birthing your book group, because she's got a really good story and a really beautiful book that she's still writing and working on. And um, I want to ask you to go back to that time when you were working corporate as a younger woman, but even before that, I mean, you've really had some major challenges and obstacles to overcome to get where you are today. And I think that's what I admire so much about your story and that what other people will really relate to. So you go back to where you want to start before kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, I have been a mother now for 20, 23 years, but I feel like I've been growing up all along this time too. But, um, I think, uh, my whole life has been a pivot. It's changed. It's moving. It's growing. All that kind of stuff. But I learned, like, at a really young age, like we were always, we were always moving, you know. And I think I don't know. My parents couldn't really make up their minds. If that's maybe it's not that. I don't want to say it too much, but like couldn't decide if they'd be married or divorced. Or you know, they're probably they were so young when they had me, sixteen and eighteen. And I I know that they tried really hard, you know, to make things work, but their lives came with a lot of, a lot of challenges and they were just kids themselves. And it's like, it was so generational. There was a few generations that it's like two problematic lives collided and then brought me into this earth. So, you know, there wasn't a, a whole lot of foundation, but I know that they, I know that they did the best that they, that they could, cause they didn't have that many tools in their toolbox. So I feel, I've always felt that I'm like, 
growing alongside my young family, but I know that I was growing with my parents too. And uh, yeah, it was always like pivoting. I lived on my own since I was 16 years old. And I think it was, I think I decided to do that because I just wanted to kind of like take control of my life. You know, it was hard to always be moving and, you know, packing up and whatever other people's decisions. So I know that I wanted to kind of own it. Right. And, and do my own thing. And so I would be in high school and uh, I would remember telling my English teacher that I have to go, like, I have to go now, (laughs) I have to go to work. And like what grade 11, 12 students as they have to leave and they're going to work. But I had to work like from two to 10 PM in the grocery store, like five days a week to be paying my rent. And I remember, like, I look back at that girl now and I can feel my teacher looking at me and she says, okay, you know, and I know my, my, cause I did my work. I did my work in school and, and English was my best subject. And anyway, she, I know that she knew, you know what I mean? And it was like, there was compassion there. Cause, but I just, I wanted to look after myself started, you know, that's like the early days and paying my rent and, you know, treating myself to like a, a made meal versus me packaging it up at the deli, like at the end of every week or whatever. And, um, I, yeah, I lived on my own. And then I was very young when I met, um, who's my husband now, but I was, I was 18 and it's funny cause he was five years older than me, but it's like, I, his mother had just passed away and it's like, I kind of became a mother to him, which is, but it's because I was already been on my own and then helped with my brothers and stuff. And so saying that, you know, I'm going to tell you, I did uh, put myself into university and I was there and accepted, even though I didn't um, graduate high school, I did meet all the requirements because of English and a couple other marks that were higher to get into post-secondary, right? To get into college. So I got there and uh, I was pretty proud of myself. I didn't finish. And I didn't finish because I learned I was expecting my first baby, which is my son. And I'm a mother of five now. And uh, we, we were expecting. And I just, the way that I was, was I remember learning that news. So I'm like 21 years old and I find this out. And I went right to my boss at work, which I worked in cosmetic department at a department store. And I went there and I said, you need to put me full time. And she said, but I thought you started, you're in university, you're in college. And I said, yeah but I'm, I'm going to have a baby. So I need to work full time so I can pay for this baby (laughs) basically, which it sounds so crazy, but, and I told my, who's my husband now, but he was my boyfriend at the time. And he goes, but I'm here too. I said, yeah, but you might not be. And it's like, like I had this, like, I have to look after me since I forever. And he was like, but I'm here too. Like, you don't have to quit school, you know? And I said, yeah, but I'm, you know, it's kind of like, I'm making my own decision. And that has been like that. That's very, that's like foundational because we went, we went on, we grew, we had two more children, my husband and I, and our family was growing. And, you know, I'm, I'm, because I'm a hard worker, no, I didn't have my post-secondary degree, but I worked my way up to the point where I was offered, you know, a nice corporate position with a big cosmetic company, a very well-known heavy hitter, I guess, in this industry, you very well-known people would, you would know, everyone knows them. And, uh, I, just because I'm just, I guess I, my whole way of life was like, if it's meant to be, it's up to me and you have to look after yourself because I saw so much that wasn't happening, you know? And anyway, I want to just highlight that. That was such a good line. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. (laughs) (laughs) Did you mean to say that? That was such a good line. (laughs) 
No, I don't know. It's just the way I've thought my whole life, but it's, uh, I never blamed anybody for anything. And I saw a lot, you know, I saw lots of stuff growing up lots. And then, you know, even as a young teen, you know, if my parents finally divorced and where we lived was very rough and the things that I was exposed to, I don't know if even youth see it today. And it was like decisions I had to make back then as a youth. What I love so much about what you just said, and I just want to highlight this for our listeners is that innately, you didn't choose to be victimized by your circumstances. In a lot of my teachings, as you know, I talk a lot about being the hero of your own story. And this is very natural for some people. They, they just come at life with the um, notion that it, it is up to them to choose to be responsible for themselves. And that's what I love about your story so far is you've highlighted that innately in you, there was this need to take responsibility for yourself. And, you know, it probably comes, it probably came from some kind of also some kind of wound of not ever feeling really truly taken care of from your parents. And and especially when you do have a, a life partner, I mean, and, and he has to basically hit you over the head and say, Hey, I'm here. I'm here. You know, that's the wound. That's the yeah. wounded part of it. It says I need to take care of myself because I can't really trust anybody will ever really be here to catch me if I fall. And, but the other side of that is that, you know, it's so important that we all stand at that fork in the road and we don't you look how empowered you get when you don't choose to be the victim, but you choose to stand in the circumstances that you have and take responsibility for what's, what's now yours to take responsibility for. So now we can carry on. I just had to highlight that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, I think that's why when I heard you speak um, in Toronto and I heard you, I was like my heart because you had to be so strong and your presentation that you gave to, like you said, a, a room full of just very like small amount of women. And, you know, it was, it was, it was such a powerful presentation. And like, I couldn't stop thinking about it because it was like, it was, it was so powerful in strength, right. That, you know, okay, you can hit the rock bottom and you can build again. You can rise again. You can, you know, make, make your, your pain be your inspiration. Like just, you know, test is your testimony, all those things. And, and hearing you, like, I couldn't get you out of my head, you know, and there was so many presentations in the next three days or whatever it was. And, you know, I went home and I, I read your book and I was like, wow, like she's a strong woman and, and um, she's an inspiration to others. And so, and I didn't know a lot about you. I just knew what I heard. And then I was like, I'm going to read your book. And then I started digging and hearing some more. And I was just really that we always say, you know, you want to surround yourself with, with people who inspire you or people who make you feel good or, you know, who you, they're like role models or mentors and stuff. And that I think, Christine, like, so you're, you know, I meet you at a, a later age in my life. Fine. But growing up, I saw, I had examples of those people. They weren't close to me. So like, you know, I didn't know you. It wasn't like you were my next journey where we're super good friends. You were a speaker. So it's like, I ha I saw that too. Like I used to, um, it's so funny, but my, my parents weren't of any, uh, like uh, religious domination or anything. Didn't go to church, didn't do anything, but they put me in a school that was a, they actually lied because they knew it was a better school system. So I'm sorry. It's just the truth and it's okay. And I went and, uh, I, um, 
I drew a lot of faith. Like I, I realized like, and so I just, I was always inspired. So I would actually like, as a kid, take the bus, the city bus would be 11, 12, 13, 14 years old. And I take the bus to church. Like, isn't that funny? No family's going with me, but inside I would see families together. And I never thought I was alone. I'd wave at them and say hi. And, you know, just like that, like, I just, I always look for examples or some of my friends' parents, they were um, quite successful, or I just see family units, you know, and I would always be like, oh, that's what I would like to do. That's what I would like to do. Not feel like I'd be inspired by it, not feel like pained by it, do you know? So I always, and when I saw you, I was like, oh my gosh, I am so inspired by her. I, I, I thought, wow, I love it. Like, you know, you could, I, I, I was young, I had my pain. And I've been, but hurt and trauma or anything can happen at any age of any sort. And it's how you choose to handle it. And, you know, your, your story impacted me so much from losing your husband. And I thought, and she's rising up. And so thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Back to your story, because talk about rising up, you know, you, you left this corporate job and you have children yeah. now. Talk, talk about how you built your business in Arbonne, because I think there's a couple yeah. of things I'd love to, for you to share. And, and I'll kind of, I'll poke at those as we go along here. But, but yeah, I'd love to have you share your story about that. Yeah, well, you know, really proud to get that corporate job because first of all, you know, I didn't walk out with a business degree, none of that, but hard work got it for me. And so um, anyway, when I was promoted and, um, I was looking after Eastern Canada for this brand and, uh, you know, I was actually working two positions for them. I was in education and I was in sales. And normally those are two different corporate positions, but I could handle it. Right. Of course, you're going to be like, I can handle it. You know, I'm tough. I can do it. So anyway, I was working those, um, two jobs and well, I reported to two separate departments. It's very interesting. It was probably like I was a chameleon, but it actually benefited because I always, we had good growth in our company and I loved it. I loved my job. I loved it so much, but you know what I had at the time, three small children under five. And I think I took the job because I wanted to be like, I can do this. Do you know, I can do it. And what I didn't really understand, I was so proud of myself to get it that I didn't understand maybe executing it and doing it. Right. And so here I have these three small kids moved across the country. My family was all out in the West. I'm on the East Coast. And uh, I knew nobody. We were plopped down into the middle of trees out here. Like it was just whatever. I didn't even know the road system, nothing. And uh, my husband actually, his job took him back out West. So I was alone. And I was like, here we go again. And <laughs> But this time with three little dependents. And, you know, and I loved them so much because my whole like mantra was everything I do. Like I, I, I wanted to create these little people and, and give them a good experience at life. I really like being a mother was like my, my absolute first priority. But when you work for a corporate company, guess what you are, guess what their priority is the numbers. So I was doing it all. So my grandmother used to say, you burn the candle at both ends. Oh yeah. I was burnt and in the middle. Like, I don't even know how it was a candle, but I I was doing my job well, and I learned I was expecting our fourth. And I actually, yeah, and that was like a complete blessing in disguise. And I went to my doctor because one of my daughters had sort of an ear infection. She was pulling at her ear and I had to fly to Phoenix, actually, Arizona. I was teaching there and I went into into the, the office. And this is such a pivotal moment in my 
whole life right here. I said, I'm sorry, you know, there's something wrong with Catherine's ear. I think she has an ear infection, you know, mother's going to know everything. And uh, he's like looking and he said, okay, well, Catherine's fine. And he looked at me and he said, but are you, are you okay? And I said, oh yeah, I'm fine. Why? And he's like, well, he said, you know what? I'd like you to come in tomorrow. And I said, well, no, I can't. I'm going to, I'm flying to Phoenix. And he said, well, for the sake of your baby, I'd like you to come in tomorrow. So of course, if it's something for the baby or the, as a mother, you're, you're not going to, I was like, okay, yeah, I'll be here at 10 o'clock. So I changed my flight, everything came in to see him. Oh, and on my way out, he said, and if there's anything bothering you, Elizabeth, it's my full name. He said, I'd like you to write that down. I said, okay. And I left and the whole way home, I was like, why did he say that? If there's anything bothering you, I'd like you to write it down. Was this a doctor that knew you really well? No, I just moved to that community. Wow. <laughs> wow. He was really but I think he saw my anxiousness maybe about having everything in order before I leave to fly away or whatever. And uh, so I went in and sat down. I remember feeling like a bit shaky because I'm thinking, this is like, why is he asking me that? And he came in and he said, is there, you know, is there something bothering you? And I said, well, no. And he said, let me get this straight. You moved here. You work for a big company of three children. You're expecting your fourth. Your husband works away. And he started listing because I never saw myself a part of the circumstances. It was just my life. You know, it's just our life, right? Anyway, he said, you work for a big company. He said, they're going to work even harder because I, I'm putting you off work. And he put me off six months early. So in Canada, we get a year of maternity leave. And he put me six months early from that. So you imagine. And I go home and I have to call my boss. And I called her and she's like, well, we have things to do. I said, oh, I know, I know. I'll get off in a couple of weeks, right? <laughs> and uh, I phoned HR, our HR office, because you have to phone. And I said, yeah, I'm going to go off work in a couple of weeks. And they said, who's your boss? And I said, where she was, Montreal, this and that. And she's, they said, what does your doctor's note say? I said, and they go, you're done today. And I'll tell you, like that, the car was out of the driveway. The computer was picked up. They knew. Yeah. So to me, how fast was I replaced? Yeah. You're, you can always find another job, but your kids can't find another mother. You, you only have, you have so much time with your family and your health and, and that. And that really floored me. And my doctor actually, all he did, he said, I, I want you to go to the beach. You just, you need time with your family and you just take this time. I know how to fill out your forms. And I'm thinking like, goodness, like I wasn't expecting that. I loved my job, do you know, but he was yeah. seeing something that I didn't see. And when that happened, did you feel a sense of relief? I mean, no, I didn't like it because I didn't like it being pulled out from underneath me. Do you know? How so it was like, that, how did he have that power to do that? I mean, just, uh, just even just with, I mean, cause it didn't sound like he was a psychologist. I mean, it sounds like it was a really good move for you. It was a very, very powerful move. Huge. But I'm wondering like that's so that's kind of cool in a lot of ways, but I imagine I, if I were you, I would have felt some resistance to that. Yeah, I did. I was mad. Yeah, and I go to him for you. You went to him for your daughter. Yeah, I know. And he, and I had, I said, you need to explain this to me. And he's like, well, I can see that, you know, and he's like, honestly, it's probably the best thing for you. And I'm also like, I, I, and someone in maybe a position of authority, like I would have so much respect for what he would have to say. He must you know? be an angel in disguise. <laughs> he's an incredible person. He, I mean, he, 
there, there's a lot more, there could be a lot more to the story that I, I share. Maybe we'll share another day, but he's, uh, he's really looked out. He's looked out for me and, 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 you know, that's fine. This tough person who can work and who lived on her own, this big tough girl who just keeps going. I'll tell you, those tough girls hit the floor too. And oh, he, he was there when that happened to me. And this would be after my fifth. And he said, this is what I was work like trying to help you with, you know, and anyway, and I ended up, you know, I guess I skipped a whole bunch here, but <laughs> well, yeah. So at this point you're on your own, you're away from your corporate job. Is this when you started your Arbonne business? Not right away because I was like, why would I try to get paid? I have a great job. I love, and I was good at it. You know, they, they wanted me back. They were grooming me for, to move actually to the U S so it was, uh, yeah. I, I was like very arrogant in terms of anything in the industry that was like not what I was doing. Do you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell us the story. How did you get to yeah. your Arbonne? Well, my uh, a fr- my sister-in-law actually, who I, like, oh my gosh, I love her so much. She gave me a call and she asked me if I'd give her some opi- these opinions on the skincare. And I was like, sure, send it to me, you know, kind of like, yeah, yeah. And uh, she did. And I was looking at it like, bit skeptical because I just was like, okay, yay. You know, why are you even saying me this? I can give you so much stuff for free. And uh, she's like, well, she said, Liz, she's like, there's women that are really, you know, working, working this type of business in and around their life. And, you know, they're doing incredibly well. They're replacing their corporate incomes and this and that. And I wouldn't even hear it. I was like, no, like you're out to lunch, like, and never coming back kind of thing. <laughs> like it was like I, I didn't want to listen to her. And um, so anyway, I just was so like it's not Christine, that girl was not the girl that you know right now. I was not nice. Like I was just like, no, like I know, I know everything. You nobody knows anything, you know, and <laughs> just too arrogant. And uh anyway the the book and the products kind of were kicking around in my house a little bit. And I was looking at them and I just sat down and I was like, okay, let me look at this. And so I looked at the book and as I was looking through it, I was like, I learned thing, uh, the things that this is actually the, very, the truth. I don't even share this that much. I was in education with our brand that I worked for. So I saw things two years before they were coming out, you know, like you learned about different technologies, things that the company was planning, all that. And the things that they were talking about doing, was in print and for sale in this particular book. And that made me take a second look. Like I thought, wow, okay, this is interesting. And so anyway, I did my homework on it and I decided, okay, maybe I'll try. But again, I'm not going to try to get paid. I'm not going to people's houses selling things. I'm pretty much not doing anything. Like we'll see. And um, anyway, that's how I got started because I, I tried the products and liked the products but I really didn't want to, I wasn't wanting to give up my job, but what's the reality here? I had four children now. So four kids under seven, how do you go work a corporate job? You know, and I was actually, because I worked so hard at it. um, I remember my colleagues, um, they had said to me, stop working so hard, Liz, you're going to have to anniversary of those numbers next year. And you're making the rest of us look bad. Oh, wow. Like, I'll never forget that. Like, look how easy that was to say. And that's 15 years ago. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's big. Yeah. That's corporate. Yeah. That's yeah. You're making us look bad. You're making us work harder too. (laughs) Yeah. 
Stop working so hard. You have to anniversary your numbers and you're making the rest of us look bad. And they were there for a long time. I was new kid on the block. So, well, and then, so you did, you did take off with your Arbonne business and just for the sake of time, I want to say that what I'm so impressed with what you do with your group, you know, because, and ultimately like when you do a business like Arbonne or any one of these kinds of companies that do direct marketing sales, you, you've got to build a really solid group. And what I, what I love so much about what you do with your group is you really, um, you really talk a lot about how, if you grow personally, yeah, then you do your personal growth work that that's going to impact all areas of your life. And it is Absolutely. also going to impact your business. And see, that's the thing about, you know, I do, you, I, you participated in the what now program. Yes. Beautiful course. Thank you. Thank you. And and you know that um, I love that course because I believe that too, that when people take that deep dive into themselves and they they really um, go through the consciousness and the self-awareness piece of what do I value? How are my actions lining up with my values? What do I really want? You know, for people to really define what it is they really, really want in their lives and then to really focus their actions on going, moving and not putting their attention there. You know, that's, that's such a huge part of what I teach. And I love that you believe that when your people in your group do their personal growth work, it, it, it actually impacts their business in a positive way. Yeah, I, I actually, I focus more on that than, I mean, I always, I always say, listen, the products are amazing. The, the company is incredible, but you want, you want to work on you because your business grows at the rate that you do. You know, your life grows at the rate you do. And your course is beautiful in that it's layered that way. It's, it's, it's hope, it's healing, it's vision. There's like, it's, it's amazing. I, lo- I loved it. And it was perfect timing for me when I took that too. So, and I think it's perfect timing really for anybody like right now it's spring, you know, <laughs> Talk about spring renewal, right? Yes. It's beautiful. That's where, that's when I take it. it was like the end of February, beginning of March. And I was just so excited to work through the work through it. I remember I loved it. And I was been, I actually have it still at home. I love it. Oh, good. Yeah. You haven't come on a what now retreat yet. That's next. I guess. Oh, that's definitely I'm coming. <laughs> That's next, I guess. That's a yeah. much smaller version of what we did for your group. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. And when you were a guest speaker, you know what? I know um, there was a hundred women. We had a hundred women that you came out for and everybody was very excited. And it wasn't just, um, I, I had lots of friends that flew across Canada who weren't involved in, in business with me. I had um, friends' mothers come. Like, so we... It was really about just the whole person, you know, and uh, it doesn't matter what line of work you were in. We can all grow. That's so true. Well, Liz, I mean, you know, you've gone through so many, um, you know, really amazing um, challenges. You've come through a lot of challenges and I know you've had some real low points that you've overcome too. And it's just, it's beautiful, your whole attitude. I mean, I know my listeners, I know you can hear her. You can hear her energy, her attitude. I've, I've just loved what a pioneer you've been for women and what a champion you are for women. And we are um, so excited because we're so excited for Liz to actually get her book done soon. <laughs> at some point. You know, like she's she's going to be joining our book incubator program. And I'm, I'm super excited about that. And I just... I just want to say thank you, Liz, for being the woman you are and for being the leader you are. 
for prioritizing your family and mm -hmm. still still honoring your need to grow yourself as a woman, as a business leader, all of those things. You, you are a woman that has um, found a way to have it all. And I would call you very much the super mom and, and superhero of, of these kinds of women in this generation. So you are it, girl. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Um, we mm -hmm. could talk for hours and hours and you have so much to share and I would love to have you back again at some point. So big hug to you. Um, thanks to our listeners. Um, you can go ahead and you say your goodbyes to Liz, if you would like. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I want to just say thank you to you too, because you're a mentor to many. You are a, a female leader and such an inspiration as a mother, as a Nana now, I know. And you know, as a businesswoman. So I guess, you know, when like attracts like, and, and, um, you know, I, um, I always feel so encouraged by you and not just your programs, but just you from the emails that we subscribe to actually a good friend of mine today. She said, thank you so much for sending me that email. I I subscribed to her email emails. And I said to Christine, and she goes, yeah, I said, Oh my gosh, I'm actually talking with her today. So, you know, you're a light and you don't know it everywhere too, right? We never know, how, like if we light someone else's candle and, and it just keeps going. And I think that that's our, our mission is to, to help others. So anyway, oh, thank you, that. Christine. I love that. I wanted to just say one more thing. When I, when I went, um, I flew to Liz's workshop, it was way up and it was called a place called Fox Chapel, right? And it was up on the it was really long ways away. I had no idea. I was on a flight from San Francisco to Montreal and then Montreal to Halifax and then in a car for a couple hours. And <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was like, shoot, shoot, I should have planned this so that I headed to Europe afterwards. Cause I was really, you're really you four hours from Europe. <laughs> I know. I was like, I really didn't look at the map before I went on this trip. And, and then I got there and I, I love this so much. I'll never forget this because Liz and I got together and she said, I, I, we're, I was like, she goes, well, I, I don't really care what you have planned. You know, I feel like <laughs> you just do whatever. And I go, that's really good. Cause I don't have much planned because <laughs> that's how I roll too. You know, I really yeah. roll about, like, I really look at the day and I kind of have a map to where I might want to go, but I, I sort of let the space call for what's needed. And and so it was just so funny because I was like, oh, my God, this woman is just right. She's in with my feminine language, you know. <laughs> well, I just trusted you. You just trusted me. And, and look at the journey. And I'm telling <laughs> I know it was so far, but I was so like and I'm, you know, people normally would have like something just such an agenda. And I was like, no, I trust whatever you're going to say. We're good. <laughs> that was what's meant to be said. <laughs> And I love that because I, I really, I never have a shortage of anything to say or do in a retreat, but I don't plan it out ahead of time. Really. I mean, I have an yeah. idea, but I don't plan it out. I let the, I let the space call in what it, what it's, what it needs. So I just want to thank you, Liz. What a fun conversation today. I know, um, I know everyone listening is going to love you and where can they find you if they want to find, if they want to find out more about you, do you have your own website yet? I don't have my own website. I have a couple of websites. That's coming. That's coming. That's yeah, coming. I, I, I reserve the name actually based yeah. on your advice, but um, <laughs> great coach. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm out there. 
I guess Liz so we'll, we'll, put your, we'll put your whatever social media, we'll put that in the show notes so okay. people can find you. And just big hug to you, my dear. And Thanks. it's so good to see you and talk with you and share you with my listeners today. And thank you so much for listening, y'all. This has been fun. Don't sweat the small stuff, live the big stuff, and come back and hear more later. Christine Carlson invites you to rediscover who you are now, find a sense of renewed purpose, and reveal your most vibrant self by joining her popular What Now program. Whether you're a new empty nester, transitioning in your career, recently heartbroken or divorced, undergoing the body and hormone changes of midlife, or just feeling void of everyday passion, it's easy to feel stuck and disengaged. This is why Christine created a six-week mentorship program just for you. The What Now course offering will lead you through the waves of change and transition to get you unstuck from the mundane of daily life, making it easier for you to find passion and ease. Each week's lesson is offered as an online audio teaching, so you can listen anytime and anywhere. Each teaching is accompanied by an in-depth workbook to make the learning deep, profound, and enjoyable as you embark on a new chapter in your journey. There's no better way to take your what now and use it to awaken your most vibrant life of joy. Register today at christinecarlson.com forward slash vibrant life.